This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist, keeping my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. June 2nd, 2020. Only one economic release today, Redbook Retail Sales. Uh, last week, or I should say the prior week, sales were down 5.5% from the same week a year ago, and the most recent week, down 7.2% from the same week a year ago. So, uh, getting worse for retail sales. That's the only uh, item for the economy today. <clears throat> now I want to share a, a couple of notes on the pandemic. Uh, research supports two-meter distancing. A two-meter distance is significantly more effective at reducing the transmission of COVID-19 than one meter. Wearing face and eye protection also significantly reduces the risk of transmitting the virus. The risk of infection when individuals stand at least a meter away from the infected individual was 3% compared with 13% if they were within a meter. Every extra meter of distancing is likely to cut the risk in half again. Face shields, goggles, and glasses reduced the risk of infection from 16 to 6%, while the use of face masks reduced the rate of infection from 17 to 3%. <clears throat> Excuse me. For healthcare workers who are six times more likely to be infected with the virus than others, respirators and multi-layer masks such as N95s and FFP2s provide greater protection than surgical and reusable cotton or gauze masks. Experts believe that COVID-19 is spread via respiratory droplets emitted by coughing and sneezing, which enter through the eyes, mouth, and nose, although there is continuing debate about how much infection is caused by smaller particles in the air known as aerosol spreading. The authors of the study warned that the evidence was not conclusive and that other measures such as physical distancing are more effective, are most effective at reducing the spread of the virus. So here we are, four months in this pandemic now, and they still don't have conclusive evidence as to whether or not um, some of these measures are even effective. Incredible. Okay. I wonder if they're ever going to come out with a study that says, you know, the shutdowns weren't effective or something. Who knows? Obviously, they were, obviously they were in, in some measures, but probably not as nearly as effective as uh, a lot of people thought they would have been. Okay, and now for some notes from a couple of videos from the Citizens Council on Health Freedom which is a patient-centered organi an organization that supports patient-centered health care. And the, the center is here in St. Paul. And a few notes from, uh, there was two videos I watched today. Notes from the first video are, the Minnesota Department of Health is setting up a surveillance system whereby hospitals will be required to send data on all patients to the Minnesota Department of Health, not just COVID-19 patients, all patients. And this will be even used after the pandemic is over. The Minnesota Department of Health has no statutory authority to do this. The Minnesota Department of Health will use the data to track and monitor other diseases. So I went to their website, and they have just a short little uh, description about this. <clears throat> the 
The Minnesota Department of Health has taken advantage of the temporary COVID-19 crisis to try to build a permanent illegal health surveillance system. In, in the April 2nd notification letter to hospitals, MDH ordered all Minnesota hospitals to send private health data on all hospitalized patients to the government, with or without a COVID-19 diagnosis. MDH's goal is to have 100% of Minnesota hospitals sending ADTs, otherwise known as admission discharge transfer data, for the total population of patients, patients receiving care in their facilities as soon as possible, writes MDH Commissioner Jan Malcolm. MDH claims the federal HIPAA rule provides an exemption to the strong patient consent requirements of the Minnesota Health Records Act, but the rule is not allowed to override stronger state laws such as the MHRA. Permanent surveillance is the goal. MDH says it may be used in the future to collect data on other current and emerging public health threats. And you can go to uh, the Citizens Council for Health Freedom's website, and you can just Google it, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. And they have right on their front page there a place where you can sign the petition if you choose to do so. Continuing on, uh, the American Heart Association says it is reasonable to consider age, comorbidities, severity of illness in determining the appropriateness of resuscitation and to balance the likelihood of success against the risk to rescuers and patients from whom resources are being diverted. In other words, they're, they're advocating for rationing um, health resources uh, for this pandemic and they are saying that it is not always appropriate to resuscitate people. Incredible. Just incredible. The legislature is supposed to have control over the lockdowns, not the governors. The legislature can only stop the governor with a majority vote in both chambers, and that's not going to happen because we have one Democrat and one Republican chamber. So Governor Walls can do whatever he wants. Second video says the FDA says most antibody tests are not reliable. And another point is that the Army wants wearable COVID-19 detectors. The aim is, to, is continuous monitoring for COVID-19. And the question is, could this technology be used on the general population? There's a 40-week backlog of patients to be cared for now that hospitals are reopening for things like elective surgeries and all that. Some hospitals will close forever. Some doctors are retiring or getting out of the field due to all of the the, the shutdowns and the and and the the, the um, temporary discontinuance of all of those surgeries that were not being done. Testing the whole population for COVID nineteen is meaningless because you can test negative one day and then get the virus the next day. A negative test doesn't mean you will never get the virus, and a positive test doesn't mean you will get sick. Even if you have antibodies, they aren't all necessarily neutralizing antibodies for COVID nineteen. The pandemic can end if enough people get infected and there are fewer and fewer susceptible people to get the virus, even without a vaccine. So the pandemic can end even without a vaccine. Health insurance should not be tied to your job. It should be portable, is what they say. Okay, now for an update on the coronavirus. For the world, the death rate yesterday was 5.93%, down from 5.98%. Growth rate fatalities was 0.8%, down from 1%. For the United States, the death rate was 5.75%, down slightly from 5.78%.
and the growth rate was 0.7%, up slightly from 0.6%. One thing I wanted to mention was about Minnesota. <clears throat> as of yesterday, there was 1,082 deaths as of June 1. And the Minnesota Department of Health and the, the model used by the Minnesota Department of Health, I should say the model uh, created by the Minnesota Department of Health and the University of Minnesota and used by Governor Walls and, uh, and other authorities, predicted 1,700 fatalities by May 31st. So they're off by almost a little over 600 deaths. That is a 60% error. 60%. Wow. That, that is really, really bad. That, that prediction was made two weeks ago. And I knew that it wasn't even going to come close. So that's the model that they're using to determine what to do with the economy and all these businesses that are, some of them are still shut down. Yep. Great model. Now for tip number 37 on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tip number 37 is under the fourth commandment of be good to yourself. Tip number 37 is focus on the future rather than the past. This will definitely help you to get past your past, if you will, um, and help you to help give you more positive thoughts in your head because your recent past or your, your distant past, whatever the case may be, um, if it, if it was bad, then that's not that's not helping you to c continually dwell on it and making yourself feel guilty or getting mad at at other people or or thinking you did something that wasn't so smart or whatever the case may be. Focus on the future. Make your future the focus, and and either try to do things better, make better decisions, get around better people, work for better companies. Just you know those kinds of things. Focus on the future and and know that it can be not only positive, but much, much better than your past. That's all I have for today. If you like what you hear, please subscribe or follow me. Please spread the word. Also listen to previous episodes if you want other tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tomorrow we will have mortgage applications, ADP employment, which will be a precursor to the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics report on Friday for or May employment numbers. We also have PMI Services Index, uh, so that's a look at the services part of the economy, factory orders, and ISM non-manufacturing, which is another look at the services industry. All right, that's it. Stay safe, stay sane. This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.